Welcome, friends, to the Soul Talk podcast, a show where we explore and uncover the path to the heart, amplifying your conscience. Join me as we meet incredible souls who are in this journey and learn from their experience and different methods that will make you vibrate your heart. Let's get into it. Rosalind Fung is an intuitive mindset and visionary business coach specializing in clients' attraction and soul sales. She also offers Akashic Records readings and soul coaching and has the spiritual uh, gift of clearing the blocks and amplifying the soul purpose on her light language. She's an international speaker of the two best-selling authors, Mastermind Workshops Facilitator on topics of self-love, mastering your energy, money mindsets, and attraction uh, marketing through speaking, leverage social media. Rosalind has hosted uh, Catalysis of Her Life radio show, Tourism and Podcast, Activate Your Soul Orgasmist Business. She's also co-author of the international best-selling book, What is Self-Love, What Self-Love Got to Do With It, and Business of the Life and Universe, that I was proud also to be part of it. Rosalind has mm-hmm. been <laughs> yes. Rosalind has been featured in the Huffington Post, CBC Radio, and has spoken for Fearless Women's Summit and Women uh, and Women's Means Business in the Harvard University. As a former psychologist over 10 years, a second degree of black belt in karate and Reiki master and divine compassion, multidimensional healer, she combines the power of neuroscience psychology and spirituality to help you get out of your own way unapologetically show up and activate your soul business in fun bold and sexy way and we have the pleasure to have her here today i really really appreciate for accepting my invitation and what a wonderful day. Thank you so much, Monica, um, to have me on Summer Solstice. This is so special. I feel like it's going to be, you know, I have to be like warning the audience. I have been feeling um, a headache, uh, and I think it started around Saturday night. Um, and I know that this is often a very, like that kind of headache I'm having right now is an ascension symptom. I can feel me ascending. Not making very much sense today, so <laughs> we'll see what comes through. <laughs> this should be really entertaining. <laughs> I haven't been able to formulate my sentences as well as I usually do. So, so far, I think I'm doing okay right now, but <laughs> we shall see. I believe the majority of us, or the light workers, or the star seats, or way showers, or people that work with energy, we're feeling yeah. this. Mm-hmm. And I believe that is right now something so common in all of us to feel this so also in the technology wise is getting also in our way so i apologize if we have any any problem with the communications the energies are very hard that that can happen <laughs> <laughs> we'll just ask the tech gods that can work with us so yeah yes. ross i know you were a psychologist for 10 years that's already you have established uh, your clientele you were following the system all the rules and regulations that the psychologists have to get in any country in the world 
And uh, even if you're in Canada, it applies for all the country in the world or else they can lose their license, even promoting so openly in Facebook. Mm -hmm. What makes you actually change to the holistic path? Oh, well, yeah, that was quite a journey. And it almost feels like, like, oh my God, I was going to say like 10,000 lifetimes ago. But um, yeah, I was specializing in food and body image, which are doorways into deeper aspects of ourselves. So self-love. Um, when I was a psychologist, I became the go-to. And of course, you learn what you need to teach. So I personally struggled with disordered eating. I got into bodybuilding. And um, in 2008, I competed in a figure bodybuilding competition. So I had this quote unquote, perfect fitness model physique. Um, and I worked so hard, I dieted so hard to get there. But the mindset was all around um, uh, like very restrictive eating. And then just secretly, I was binge eating behind closed doors and feeling guilty then beating myself up. And then my form of purging was over exercising. So on this day, uh, on stage in 2008, it was June, um, I came in last place. And so that on that day felt like really confirmed that my belief of I'm not enough was true. Or so I thought, right? And so that led to a breakdown, which we all know another word for breakdown is breakthrough, spiritual awakening. And at that point in time, as a psychologist, I was led to learn about a method called Haikomi, which is a mindfulness method that combines psychology, neuroscience. And at this point in time, I was like this thing called spirituality. I was so masculine. <laughs> and I had learned, you know, when you're learning something, you cannot not do your own work. So I had learned I was operating from this belief that I am valued in my doing this, so my status, my titles, my achievements, you know, my like just whatever society claims as successful um, rather than my beingness and who I am and my doingness never felt enough. And so when I realized I had been unconsciously operating from this place, I was like, well, no wonder I'm like this overachiever, this perfectionist, this hardcore type A personality, very much like I'll sleep when I'm dead. I just push, push, push and force um, and never stop. Nothing's ever good enough. And so that was my very first spiritual awakening. There's been many layers, but that was my very first one where I started to peel off my mask and come home to myself. I started to embrace the arts of slowing down, embrace perfectly perfects. And I started to move more into embracing my femininity, my divine feminine. And this was a world that was really new to me. Um, Haikomi changed my life so much that I got certified in it. It means how do I stand in relationship with myself and how do I stand in relationship with others? Because we're always in these relationships. And I use it very much to this day in my work with my clients. It's very powerful. Um, it works. It's an experiential method. And it works very much on the subconscious beliefs. And I also got certified in eating psychology. And then I ran many groups, uh, group therapy um, for men and women around food and body image. And I also um, works with individuals. So that inspired me 
to become the first psychologist in my province um, uh, to create an online program in 2014. And that was a lot of red tape. But I knew that it was possible and I figured out a way to do it legally and ethically. And then that opened up a lot more doors. I just knew that there's something so much bigger and so much greater. And that led to my first international speaking gig, um, a magazine cover on a fitness um, magazine, actually. And I wrote a four-page article on how to flex your self-love muscle. And it was incredible because I, um, on the cover, I just had my second son. So I did not diet. I did not get photoshopped. It was very much about embracing all my new curves and the part of my body that I hated the most, most of my life, which was my stomach. It was never flat enough, even when I had abs. And I wanted to celebrate my body. So on purpose, I wore like a very short, uh, um, a sports bra and short shorts, like booty shorts, and um, celebrate my body. And so I had all these incredible women writing me who read the article on how to flex your self-love muscle and asking if I can work with them. And I was like, I really want to, but I can't because I'm licensed only in the province. And these people rang from outside of my province. So I knew deep down inside there must be a different way because I felt the pull. I could really feel the pull. And at that point in time, I was still, you know, I wouldn't have called it spirit. But when I look back, it was absolutely spirit. It was absolutely my intuition guiding me like there's something greater here. You know that feeling when you just can't stop thinking about something. You feel like you just need to follow it. And your ego like, "Mm, I don't know. (laughs) So... From that place, I, um, I I was continuing to do my inner work. I wanted to work on my money mindsets. I I was doing a personal development group coaching as a client, and um, I manifested my accountability buddy, buddy and uh, she's a seven-figure award-winning business coach. And I was like, why well, can't make this shit up? So, of course, she was there doing her own work. Of course, we got to know each other really well. And um, months later, I ended up hiring her as my very first business coach, which at that point in time, I was like, this is the scariest investment I've ever made because I've never invested in a business coach before. And so from there... Um, what happened was she helps me start a self-love coaching business. And I did not have the intention of retiring as a psychologist, but as I could bring in more, I was actually a Reiki healer at this point in time as well. Um, I could bring in more of my energy work and more of how I really want to show up without the restrictions of being a licensed therapist and still still being able to work with people so that they could break free from um their their food restrictions and you know the prisons we put ourselves in um i was also a speaker at the time and i had been taught how to speak and sell so that's actually how i went around um selling out my group therapy programs and then my online program and so um from that place i manifested a lot of um women entrepreneurs who saw me and heard my journey and saw what i did and when they were like can you help us get out of our own way and show up like you do and just create that amazing you know visibility and 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 impacts i'm like yeah 
that would be so much fun. So my business eventually shifted to um, what I do today, which is a visionary spiritual business coach. Um, I still do the inner work. I'm still, as you know, um, <laughs> continuing to grow and expand my soul. And, um, you know, I'm, I think that there's anything I'm obsessed with. It is absolutely continuing to, to do our inner work and, and, um, spiritual work. It's so deeply important. So fast forward. Um, one thing I'm really good at is attracting clients naturally. And, and so one of my other coaches was like, you know, like that's something you're naturally amazing at. Like, how do you do that? And I'm like, well, yeah, let me break that down into a method. And so uh, that's how I started to specialize in client attraction. And I just love selling. I love money mindset stuff, wealth consciousness. I love teaching about this. So I'm like, yeah, let's bring all that in. And sales is a whole new game in terms of um, understanding how to sell so fully. And so um, that's been... uh, that's been something that's been established in the last couple of years. And then I recently, uh, as of December, 2020 got certified as an Akashic records soul coach. So I friggin love it. It's one of my favorite things. So, um, I've been expanding my business more into, um, being a spiritual soul coach as well as continuing to be a business coach. So yeah, the expansion continues. <laughs> I bet that was very, very scary for many reasons. One, uh, I don't know in, in Canada, but at least in the United States, um, psychologists can get paid by insurance. Yes. And oh uh, God, I was like, and you free. have to drop that because in the holistic world, yeah, it has to pay by their pocket. And sometimes it's very hard with the economy right now and more after 2020. Yeah. It was very hard for all of us, for the holistic um, entrepreneurs, yeah. at least. So dropping that safety, that safety actually opened up for more, more things for you in that way. It did. Well, and, and look, I, I'm glad you brought that back up because honestly, I, as I tell my story, that's a that's something I really want to address is, is how that was the hardest thing I've ever had to do was to, um, you know, eventually when I was, cause I didn't have the conscious intention to let go of being a psychologist. I loved being a psychologist, but as my um, coaching business grew and I saw that it was so much more aligned for how I wanted to show up and who I am as a person, and my personality, I realized that I was actually playing small, um, even though so like a lot of my ego came up, um, you know, it would say things like you're making six figures and you don't even work full time. You barely have to market yourself as a psychologist. You know, you have a, a young family to provide for. I have two young boys. And are you really going to start all over again? And like in this unregulated profession, like what if you fail? You know, and that was a really big one. Um, my ego would also say, okay, this one, like, I hate to admit it, but this is actually what I, I would say or think is like, am I really going to demote myself from a psychologist to just a coach? Because the truth is anybody, like, it's scary, like, in the terms that anybody can be a coach. And we all know, like, not everybody should be a coach. Um, so you know, did I want to put myself in that pool of unregulation because you're trained as a psychologist to really be like very, very um, 
um, ethical. And of course, you know, that doesn't leave. It's ingrained inside of me. Um, and it was just a lot of ego with that, that really had to let go of. The other thing that came up um, was, are you willing to risk disapproval from your Asian parents? You know, in my culture, I'm Chinese. We are all about the doing, the status, the achievements. Like that's how you are. Um, <laughs> you are. Um, your beliefs are like you're. You're molded to like be successful, you know, and have a certain achievements, or else you're no good, kind of thing, right? And so, was I willing to let my parents down? They were really, especially my dad. Um, they really didn't get it. They really didn't understand. Like they thought I was being brainwashed by my coaches and um, I could feel their fear, but I had done enough work at that point in time to recognize, um, recognize like that wasn't my staff and that for whatever reason, I am going to have to do this crazy thing or I'm choosing to do this crazy thing. I'm choosing to bet on myself because I knew there was something bigger inside of me, but it took me like six months. I, I couldn't even set a date of when I would retire or resign from my uh, psychologist um, profession. But, you know, I had a strategic plan with my coach. And uh, by the time it came around to renew my license, it was not even a big deal. It was not scary in that. Um, I just slowly dwindled down my clients, grew my coaching business even more. And I made six figures in the first year. Um, working part-time as a coach. So I knew like this was so aligned for me. Um, I just felt so much more at home being a coach than as a psychologist at this point, because I've expanded so much and the expansion continues. And trust me, there are many more lessons that, <laughs> that keep coming up. Um, and, you know, that's just part of life is, um, yeah, you know, I just something I just had a conversation with uh, somebody on Saturday night was it's like do the thing that brings you the highest joy, the highest level of joy. And when it doesn't bring you joy anymore, let it go. Let it go because there's you're creating more room for that next thing that is bringing you joy and you stay in a higher vibration. And I really loved that. He said that actually it's his birthday today. Uh, Matt Wilkie, I'm going to give him a shout out. And um, we were at his birthday party and I just thought, you know what, Matt, that is a beautiful way that really confirms and affirms everything that I'm, I've gone through and, and continue to go through as I'm expanding more. It's just like, okay, what's the thing that brings me the highest joy? What, what do I need to burn down and destroy so that I can create and birth something new? Um, and I would say that I'm been in that process, uh, particularly in the last, I'll say strongly in the last year during COVID, it's been beautiful. Like strongly more so actually in the last half a year as I've been expanding more and ascending more. Um, but yeah, it's it's like reach for the thing that provides a highest joy for you. Bet on yourself. No one else is gonna get it, and you don't. No one else lives your life. That's another huge thing. No one it, else lives your life. It is funny because we are all programmed to. We have to follow certain patterns, so we mm -hmm. accept it socially. Yeah, and including my kids when they were going to go to college, I. 
they asked me, mom, what I should study? Like, I'm not going to tell you what to study. <laughs> Just imagine that you have to do it the rest of your life. Yes. And if you don't are not passionate about it, then why you want to study something that I told you to? And yeah. you can it's like I remember my parents want me to be a or a bookkeeper or a lawyer. <laughs> so I'm totally not one or the other. I'm terrible organizing. I have my paralegal, but uh, but because I did not want to go to the long route and just to please my mother. Mm-hmm. But that's the and I just use it for my personal purpose. I don't even work for a lawyer because I don't like it. Mm. And but that's the majority of the human beings they tend to follow what society is approved. And talking about approval by society, I have a question because I've been asked lately a lot that because I'm teaching channeling. Yeah. And and some people tell me like, okay, you're not afraid to be called uh, schizophrenic or something like that, that you're hearing voices and that you're mm-hmm. hearing that. And all the channelers, we that's what we do. We are looking for those messages or those um, in, in light language or in message um, writing or in whatever forms. And I teach people how to become, they tell me, oh, then you teach people how to become schizophrenic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've heard that one before, actually. Um, and yes, when people don't really understand this world they get scared right because all we know then is the 3d world and the clinical world and <clears throat> the dsm right what we're diagnosed with um and if you're out if you're not normal and you're doing these things that are not making sense you must there must be something wrong with you and it's just like you know um the but world is I think the world is slowly waking up, but there's still quite quite a stigma around hmm, what's going I'm, on. I'm more with the medical industry and that psychologist in the way when you're telling them, oh, I am a channeler. Oh, you need medicine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in the moment you say that, how do you overcome the judgments? I believe I believe of all your or your all the psychologists. Um, you know what actually this is a this is a great question i feel like there are more psychologists who are at least that i like i am associated with who are my peers were my previous colleagues they were very intuitive themselves as well um and we weren't outright you know, speaking about it, but I would say one of the most significant people um, was a psychologist that have helps me become more intuitive was a psychologist I work with. And she's actually the godmother of my children. She's one of my best friends. And I was at her clinic for the longest time in private practice. And she's very in tune and intuitive. And we would have these conversations. And I remember, even as a psychologist myself, um, one of my clients, she she came in hoping that I would give her a diagnosis. And, um, and I was like, well, I have you ever thought about you being an intuitive and these are part of your gifts. And I only would have said that because I had at that point in time only recently learned about um, intuition and being more psychic and just like trusting whatever is 
um, com- coming up for her. And she, she was like, damn it, I just want somebody to put me on medication. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't tell me this till late, like later, later. And uh, we stayed in touch. And so um, she just said that was one of the most powerful, profound moments was that nothing was actually wrong with her. Um, she, and that she actually is a very talented psychic today. So yeah, it's it's just very very cool how like full circle moments come. You know, I also have clients who are psychologists and they're shamans. You know, and so it's just like I feel like that profession starting to embrace. But every um, I feel like, and I'm just going to boldly say this: some 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 colleges need to get with the times and. Um, be more open to this. I get that there's specific fields where it might be, you know, clinical settings where it might not be appropriate, but I feel like there needs to be something different. Um, And we're, we're in a different century now we're moving up and we're all raising our level of consciousness. The kids that are um, in our generation today, like they are way more sensitive, way more conscious than any generation from previous and i see the movement moving forward. <coughs> so. and it's, i believe it's very important also to teach them how how they can manage become mm-hmm. a channeler mm-hmm. because or else you're not going to sleep you're going to be 24 hours a day channeling and you need to rest and there's a lot of things that they need to learn with this yes unfortunately there is people are afraid of this and also religion goes into this where they have a lot of uh, fears and talking about fears how do you overcome the fear of showing up and believing in yourself when you start doing light language Hmm. well I got a gifted light language about two years ago and um let me just kind of put a background and context into this um And before that, I had only heard light language from two separate individuals. And deep down inside, I was like, one day I'm going to be able to do that. I just like had a knowing. And and so I got gifted the light language. um, And uh, and then I didn't know what to do with it. I was like, is this going to I didn't want to cause any harm. You know, my psychologist brain kicks in. You don't ever want to do any harm. (laughs) And. And so, like, I don't know what to do with it. I don't really understand it. I just know I do this thing and it feels good. Um, but right now, it just feels like I, I, I have no idea. And so my confidence in speaking like language wasn't there because I just didn't know how to use it. Um, and you and I know Aurora. Aurora, yes. like, she um, came to see me because she uh, she's a joyful alchemist. And so she was like, uh, Roz, I need you to help me um, put together and help people understand in messaging what I do. So as we were working together and figuring out who her ideal client was, I was like, wait a minute. I think, I think your ideal client is me. <laughs> so I shortly hired her to help me understand uh, what light language really is and how to use it and how to use it for the highest good and truth and healing and, and uh, activating other people. 
And so um, I think number one, how I got over my fear of speaking light languages, um, I hired a coach. I was like, yo, I got to learn what this is really about. I need to learn how to use it quote unquote properly. Um, and I laugh because we know light language can't damage anyone. So I laugh now, but uh, you know, I just really, really was like, I don't know. And I feel like surrounding yourself with people, other people who speak light language, who understand it, who embrace it, who maybe don't speak it, but yet like feel like, oh my gosh, keep speaking. It's doing something for me. I'm feeling like it's home. I'm feeling so much more clear. I'm feeling um, more calm, more peaceful. And, and so it's like, and you know what I say about polarizing, going bold is if you're not polarizing people, you're not being bold enough. And if this is something that's a gift given from divine, and we're not using it, we're being a disservice to ourselves and for others. And so I just got out of my fears because fear is just ego. And I went, okay, this is a gift that can help other people heal, clear blocks, activate their their purpose for higher truth and good. Uh, my light language also helps people bring in more abundance, um, prosperity form in many different other forms. And it's, um, it's a disservice. So I just thought I'm getting out of my way, not listening to my ego, and I'm going to connect more with my higher self. And it just, it becomes your new normal. How we got you to, to study um, Akashi Records, Reiki, uh, Reiki healing, and so forth? Sorry, ask again? Yes. How you start, um, you decided you wanted to study more about Reiki oh, and yeah. a healer. Mm-hmm. And because that's what is Reiki uh, and uh, and Akashi Records at the mm-hmm. same time to adding more to the business and the psychology and, and all, all your package. Uh, well, the Reiki actually came next. Um, okay, so you want to hear about my story? I used to be really freaking scared of psychics. <laughs> I didn't see my first psychic until I was 30 years old. I just thought, okay, on my 30th birthday, which was... It will be, I will be 40 in August. So that was a decade ago. And um, I was so scared of psychics. And I thought, okay, you know what? I had friends who saw psychics. I just thought, hey, it's going to be fun. And I heard they can't tell you anything bad. So, okay, I'll go. And so I had my very first psychic reading when I turned 30. I thought, hey, like some of the, what he shared with me um, had come true. And uh, at the time, I was a psychologist. I was on mat leave, I think, with my first child. And um, he, the, the, the psychic said, you're going to be big. Like, not, not quite Oprah big, but you're going to be pr- making profound impacts in this world. Um, you're not going to be living in this country in five years-ish. And I was like, really? But I'm licensed in in, in, um, this province, like how I don't, I can't see where this, that that's even possible. Cause I was a psychologist at that time. And I was like, okay, whatever. Right. And so, um, some of those other things, he's like, you're gonna be writing lots and, and, and just, he shared the impacts. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. I could see some of that. And then some of that has come true. And then, um, 
the psychologist where I just I've mentioned her before, um, she held a psychic party maybe about uh, hmm, like six months later because where we were practicing, our clinic is actually this beautiful old um, home that's over 100 years old. And so there's some lovely spirits that that live there and she wanted to learn more about the spirits that live there. We even had clients who are psychics that would come in there like the energy here is really good. And so we wanted to find out more. And so I was at this potluck party with this group of women who I didn't know very well. And they are women that I would now like say in the same energy of who I hang out with now, they're all psychics they're all intuitives. They could see. And I'm like, here's me like, wide-eyed like oh my god what is going on like uh, they say things like hey like I was seeing this guy and I went we went back to his home and like the the ghost made rice for us I'm like what the f like <laughs> and I started crying because I, I'm like I don't understand like how can that be like you're not scared you're just saying this like the, you know like like it's no big deal but I knew I was having a body reaction like an overreaction to this because no one else is freaking out. They're like, well, that's awesome. I'm like, no, that's really scary. <laughs> and so fast forward, um, I learned, I was talking with a girlfriend who became my very first spiritual healer. Um, she re- helps me recall an unconscious memory. She's like, I just see you, Roz, as a little girl trying to open the door and your parents are on the other side saying not until you calm down. And as soon as she said that, and this happened a week after the psychic part, I just remember my whole body felt like something lifted, like this lightness, this acknowledgement, this flashback came back to me. I remembered and I started to cry. And I said, I remember that. What happened? And she said, described, she's like, you saw an earthbound ghost, which is a spirit that didn't know he was uh, dead. And we were, um, my, my parents were renting a place at the time uh, while we were being getting our home that I grew up in built. And I literally remembered that I had a flashback. I can, as I'm speaking today right now, I can remember what he looked like. He just looks like a normal 40 something overweight man wearing suspenders and a plaid shirts and trousers. And he was yelling at us, but he didn't remember what he's saying. So I said, what happened? And she said, he's, he's yelling at you guys get out of his house. Cause he doesn't know he's dead. So, of course, my parents can't see. I can see. And my parents thought I was having a temper tantrum, locks me in the room to help me calm down, but he locks me in the room with the ghost. And so, <laughs> no freaking wonder, I've always been so scared of, like, the haunted houses, even at carnivals. Like, I, and, like, I still, to this, I don't love it, but now I recognize, like, I'm not as scared. Um, I can't watch horror movies, like, all these things. So I'm like, oh, shit. So I hired her as my very first intuitive um, coach to learn how to become more intuitive because I recognize that these are gifts. And um, goodness, that was, so my first son is uh, born in 2012. So that would have been 2012, 2013. Um, I started my spiritual journey this way. And at that time I got certified in Reiki shortly after and that helped me open up more. And, um, and so that was back in 2000 and I would say 13, 14. And so that was some of the energy work I had been, a. so I knew how to do Reiki. I just 
couldn't really use it as a psychologist. Um, and then, and, uh, and so, yeah, I've just been taking lots of different modalities. I'm right now taking shamanism. I just finished my first year as a practitioner. Um, How do you combine the, the, the being a coach? Because I know you coach one-on-one and I know you coach groups and you have several groups and being a mom, being a wife, and uh, <laughs> all these roles <laughs> but at the same time healing because something that I do notice the more that I teach mm-hmm. I I give sessions of, of healing less and less and less I prefer to to put it together in, in my package so groups or VIPs that they're giving a session one one because I don't have more time right exactly like, so I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your business that's amazing but how do you do that because now you're doing akashi records that's that's a separate yeah, you know what? it's a good question so i um so my signature program is the one you took which is client attraction academy it's a 12-week mastermind um i i focus more on so the foundation um as you know but the audience may not know is always the psychology with the spiritual foundation. It's always about the inner work. I always say success is starts from the inside. You know, when we make those shifts, when we shift our ego more into that next level version or ourself, and then the results show. So um, my signature program is that, and I always infuse everything with my healing energy. So I don't, I do not directly offer one-on-one sessions of Reiki uh, work. Um, I infuse the sessions before I get on a call um, with clients or with uh, my mastermind clients, um, I infuse it with the symbols. Um, if I feel called that as we're working, um, and you've probably seen me work before where if somebody's um, trying to, needing to get out of their own way, I will do some Haikomi work with them, you know, talk to the inner child so that we can shift things um, on the outside in a more conscious way. Um, I always start my groups with meditation and light language to activate that container, whether it's one-on-one and group coaching. So things are infused. And then whatever I'm learning in shamanism, there's beautiful exercises. I'm interested in shamanism because I love, I love um, learning about the different, I really see it as how it integrates psychology and spirit together and of course being uh, a lover of psychology you know I just find it so beautiful to be able to apply it and then having rituals um, to help become more luminous um, you know really just be more magnetizing and, and clearing and managing our energy is everything and that starts with our mind and that starts with understanding how to respect um, have a have a like a, a like a What's the word I want to use? Have a very strong connected relationship with spirit so that we tune in to spirit for guidance. And so <coughs> all of this is combined. Um, with the Akashic record readings, I literally just offer them as, as um, one-offs kind of thing and people come back. Um, It's been really interesting. So I haven't publicly announced this uh, and like in an interview, but I'm also right now 
um, learning and training to be a facilitator to certify other people to become coaches. Um, so that's very exciting. So my business, I'm very, very multi-passionate. I have a lot of different pillars in my business and it's kind of like, that's why my conversation with Matt the other night with, you know what, if something, do the things that bring you the highest joy. And I see myself just rotating and making offers for different times and different things so that, you know, whatever is bringing me the highest joy right now, I will offer that. Yes. The type of person I am, I love variety. Um, Do I get bored easily? Um, I can. That's why I feel like I love to stretch outside my comfort zone. I love to play. I love to explore. I'm super curious and I love to go deep. The deeper, the better. And so it's like that way I continue to expand. I continue, I go deeper so that I can expand. And um, I just love learning more about like what I don't know <laughs> and, and finding out more about who I am as a soul and coming home to myself. And of course, there's lots of mm, challenges, we'll say, that come up along the way, the triggers, Right. Our, whatever triggers us is our medicine. We lean in and we move into that and work through our shit. Um, you know, I always say the heart's work is the hardest work, but it's the most rewarding work. You know, true freedom lies on the other side. I totally understand that because I, I designed my system of my program, the one I, I learned with, uh, with you in, in your academy. And then after that, it's like, I want to add this. And now I want to add that. And I want to do something different. (laughs) But I believe all the creative people, we are like that. We are always creating. I can't imagine just painting one painting forever. Right. That's boring. (laughs) No, we need to do what is feels better and it makes us happy mm-hmm. and it's something okay for the moment it doesn't make us so happy we want to do something different yeah and uh, just to have variety you know different seasonings and to life and that's what it took you to be a podcaster too oh um goodness i just love to talk so I'm like well let's just start a podcast um you know I love to talk and I love to create impacts and so if somebody's open to listening to me speak cool um my podcast had the intention of me speaking and then you know what I just love interviewing people that it it's like so much fun I've had you on it and it's so great to just learn from others and to um receive new perspectives, understand people's methods, understand how people like get their message out there. I, I love creating that win, win, win and, and um, having the collective learn more and raise, you know, together as we're learning more about, because uh, it's very, it's so activate your soul gas business is very much about personal spiritual development with, you know, a business focus, but you don't necessarily have to be in business to listen to it. Um, there's some beautiful, Beautiful things that come through. Um, every time I interview somebody, I just love the um, golden nuggets that I also receive. Um, I get great feedback about my podcast. It ranks in the top 10% globally of most popular um, after 41 episodes. So we're on episode number 56 now. So it's a weekly episode. It's a live radio show. Um 
Yeah, for me, I just, I love the impacts. I love being able to reach people that I otherwise wouldn't through podcasts. So it's, it's a, I think it's a beautiful resource. Yes, I, I, I've been enjoying actually doing a soul talk. I, I even add one more for artists. And uh, because I, I, I like talking to people and I, I learn a lot from each one of them. And there are different points of views that they're very important to, to take into account. Take into account. And uh, are you teaching right now some, some classes? Uh, no, I'm actually um, running. Well, I am. I'm running my client attraction academy. I actually am just going to start a wait list because I won't be running it again this year. I'm moving to um, the next province over, British Columbia and Kelowna. And I'm very excited to be by water and the mountains. I know my my ascension level is going to go up as well as my husband's and my kids. So I just feel like we need to be closer to water. Um, and I feel right now my focus is motherhood. I actually... Um, Um, that's why I'm going to, I'm starting a wait list for the next client attraction Academy. Um, but I'm going to continue offering Kashuk records. So if anybody wants to, um, have a reading, they're very powerful. Um, what's different about my uh, readings is that, um, I have the gift to, um, be able to clear any blocks Uh, and many of these blocks are from past life. So I can see what your past lives are and then I can clear anything that's not serving, supporting you with light language. And then I can also amplify your soul's purpose um, with light language. So it's so beautiful. It's one of my favorite things um, that I'm currently offering. Um, it's so fun. It's so fun to do readings for people. I mean, everything I do is fun, but this one is, you know, really like, it's really, sometimes I'm surprised myself because I'm like, okay, like egos out of the way. I'm literally channeling God consciousness and people's angels. And it's just like incredible the way things come through and just how it confirms things for people, especially if they've had readings and they understand, they've heard of their past lives before. And I, you know, don't know them at all. And I'm picking up on the same past lives. It's so fascinating. My ego's like, you're not making this shit up. Like, whoa. <laughs> so, yeah. And then right now I'm also, um, like I said, I'm getting trained to be uh, certifying other people to become coaches. So if you are, those of you who are tuning in, you're feeling the call to get certified as a life coach, um, you know, and then we have special niches, uh, follow along and uh, stay in touch with me. Um And I'm in the process of creating more digital programs and offerings. So, yeah, there's lots going on behind the scenes right now. I am in transition and transformation. I am still gaining more clarity about what that next level version of myself looks like as I've ascended and I've expanded so much this past year. Thank you to COVID. Um, you know, as, as a terrible as it's been it's been really also beautiful and I've really reaped the benefits of coming home deeper to myself this year and um not an easy journey but definitely yes it was terrible COVID for the majority of the world and it's still happening in yeah. parts of India and so forth they're having a very tough mm -hmm. but at the same time because we were in lockdown that everybody complained oh my god we're in lockdown yes yeah. But that forces us to be with us, 
-hmm. with all the noise from outside, with all the that we have to drop so many things and just be with us. And that actually is changing the conscience of the human being. And yes. that, that it was wonderful. That was the good part of the COVID. Of mm. course, many people lost loved ones and so forth. And I feel sorry for them. And, and, uh, but at the same time, they were good things. Absolutely. And yes. Okay. Even the, the business online, it actually started flourishing after COVID because people could not go outside and actually take a class online. Yeah. That's, that's how I met you. <laughs> that's yeah, 2020 was my best year um, up until that point uh, in business for sure. Um, like just, you know, helping people bring uh, light workers, healers, therapists, helping them bring their, their work online has been really, really profound. And I think, again, COVID really showed us that we can create more impact. We just have to get more creative and know how to leverage social media, get my message out there in a more profound uh, way. So, mm -hmm. yes, that is true. And uh, I know you're going to give those to all, to all the people who are listening to us and we have some of them and we have, um, before you, you do the light language that Ross is going to be giving us a, a light language transmission. We have Catherine, uh, she's in uh, Australia with all our outpouring of our information, you communicate, you're able to truly exist in the stillness for your own meal of beingness. Mm. And uh, we have also Renee, La Sonora. I believe she's in Australia too. We have several listeners from Australia. Thank you for being here. And, uh, and just get ready for a beautiful transmission of light language from Ross. And we really appreciate that. Okay, so I'm going to just invite you all to start to get yourself comfortable. If you want to take a seated position um, or if you want to lie down, I'm going to invite you to go ahead and do that. And then when you're ready, just to start to take your attention inward, you can have a soft gaze or you can close your eyes. I'm taking a beautiful big breath in, breathing into the areas of your body that need more spaciousness and breath. So that might be your belly, your rib cage, the front and the back of your heart, your neck, shoulders, even your mind. Just breathing in and bringing this beautiful breath into your body. And then on the exhale, just letting anything go that isn't serving and supporting any tension, heaviness, emptying your mind. And then bring in your breath again, breathing in through your root chakra, which is at the base of your, we'll say perineum and then your sacral, which is your womb, and your solar plex, which is where your life force energy is, your heart, breathing through your throat, your activating, opening, third eye, and then finally your crown, just opening all this up. I'm feeling this beautiful white pillar of light coming through 
top of your crown, washing through you into your core, this beautiful white light, filling you up and surrounding you. Calling in your guides, your angels, your spirit team, calling my galactic power animals, your ancestors for the highest truth and good, feeling them come in now. And since it's summer solstice, I'm going to invite you to set an intention to be activated under this potent portal. Your intentions that you set and how you show up under this portal will set the tone for the year till next summer solstice. So I invite you to connect with an intention that you deeply desire to have. So maybe it's more peace in your relationship with you. Or maybe it's more peace in a relationship, whether it's romantic or a friendship or a colleague. Maybe you want to manifest more money. Maybe you want to manifest more clients or get that promotion or have a better relationship with your children. So setting that intention and then breathing this intention into your heart space. And breathing out. And then as you breathe in, just tuning into this light language, activate it. Clearing anything in the way of your path. Morokora tia nanakia, morokora tia, mananaki, morokora tia, nakua, mananaki, morokora tia, marakua, meninaki, morokora tia, meninakia. Aligning. Balancing. Marakia, Morokora tia, Morokora tia, Morokia nanakia, Morokora tia, Nakia, Morokora tia. Activating Moraki, Morokora tia, Nakia, Morokora tia, Nanakia, Morokora tia, Morokora tia, Morokora tia, Nakia, Morokora tia, Meninaki, Morokua, Meninakia. On your next. Exhale, just breathe it into anchor. Imagine there's a crystal heart at the center of the earth 
and you're anchoring in your intentions into this crystal heart. So allowing Mother Earth to hold your intentions in this beautiful crystal heart. And so it is, feeling the expansion of the ripple effects already beginning to energetically form. Breathing in and breathing out. And just hanging out with your sensations. You might notice some tingling, lightness, maybe solidness. You might notice your eyes have fluttered. You may notice tears. There's no right or wrong, whatever you just experienced. It's your soul remembering. Unlocking some DNA codes on a soul level. Coming home deeper to yourself. So taking a moment right now to remember, so you can keep a piece of this experience by seeing what image comes up or word or phrase to help you remember that you can always cue yourself back here in this place of deeper knowing, place of connecting home to yourself. See what comes up without thinking. What's the first thing that comes up? And so just remember, you can always cue yourself with this word, phrase, or image. Make it part of your meditation. And then when you're ready, just very slowly and gently start to bring your awareness back into your space. Feeling temperature on your face wiggling your fingers and your toes. And then when you're ready, just very slowly and gently start to open your eyes. You might wanna have a soft gaze. You might wanna blink a few times. And then if you have water, go ahead and take some water. Oh, you're still muted, love. That was wonderful. I always feel like this hot flashes. Thank you for having me here and thank you so much for having me share my story, stories. (laughs) And um, I'm just so glad that I hopefully made some sense. Um, Yeah. Catherine says that she see you in the Amazon jungle prior to the Imagine culture, very aged shaman woman. Oh, thank you, Catherine. Mm, Thank you, love. I feel that. Mm, I'm totally receiving that. Thank you. Thank you, Ross. Thank you for accepting my invitation. 
And always, of course, I feel so honored. And before we close, I would just like to thank everybody for being here. I really appreciate it. And you see in the replay, please, uh, hashtag replay. I will appreciate it too. We would love to hear your takeaways. Yes. I mean, you have any questions, just uh, tag uh, Ross and her description is on top so you can find her. And uh, the next week, we're, we're going to have... Um, We're going to have a, a, a very special a Rene that is actually was listening to us here, the Sonora. We're going to be having here the next Monday at 7 p.m. And in the 27, we're going to start, uh, we're going to start with a, um, another podcast that is going to be on Sundays. That one is going to be called The Heart of the Art uh, Talk. We're going to be talking with artists and we're going to start with Ruby Avila. And uh, and thank you for being here. Thank you for everybody for uh, being here with us and listening to us. And thank you, Ross, again. Thank you for everything. Thank you, love. I'm so proud of you and just all that you've been creating and co-creating and just, just hearing those impacts has been incredible. So thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me today. I would love to share with you my transformational system, Path to the Heart, that I created just for you. Head over to monicaramireswarrioflove.com and you will find free resources. In there, you can download a masterclass in how to stop being people pleaser and meditations to get you started.